Welcome to the Lifting Lessons at Lunch, hosted by Calvary Baptist Church of Statham, Georgia. My name is Matt Dibler, and I have the great privilege of pastoring Calvary Baptist Church. This podcast can be heard every Monday through Friday at 12 o'clock. And now, here is our speaker for today. Well, good afternoon. Welcome once again to Lifting Lesson at Lunch as we continue the series Music in the Local Church. Today, I want to recap some of the lessons that we've had over the past eight weeks, kind of bringing it all in today. First thing I want us to remember that the Christian church is a singing church. And by the way, it's singing. It's, it's not a concert. We don't worship with our singing to bring attention to ourselves. But from our inner being, we find it a necessity to sing. Singing is the highest form of human expression. The praise of God in song is one of the uh, indispensable forms of the ministry of the church. You see, singing is a ministry that belongs to all the people of God. We learned that music from its conception in Job 38, 7, when the morning stars sang together and all the sons of God shouted for joy to its consummation in, in Revelation 5, 13, and every creature which is in heaven and on earth and under the earth and such are in the sea and all that are in them heard I saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and the Lamb forever and ever. See, creation is musical. We learned that each planet has a unique sound. God created music in His image. Uh, God has three parts. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Music is divided into three parts. you got the melody, you got the rhythm, and you have the harmony. What I'm afraid of is too many services, or worship services, I should say, have become to resemble nothing more than a rock concert with the use of lights and smokes and dark auditoriums. Men and women gyrating their bodies in immodest dress and calling it worship, but is God truly getting glory from that? Services taking on a worldly culture seemingly to draw a crowd, and I'm all for drawing a crowd, but let's not use the worldly things to do that with. Some of them just to draw attention to themselves rather than the God of heaven. He has called church splits, division, loss of great pastors refusing to bow down to pressure. But then there's an opposite extreme. There are churches that refuse to sing anything contemporary in style. And, and that have become very judgmental of anything or anyone that doesn't toe their preferential lines. They feel they have the truth and everyone else is wrong. They refuse to have expression in their singing or use instruments that the world has taken over and used. You see, at one time, all the songs that we sing now presently, even if they're a hundred years old, were not old songs. They were new songs. A song we recently sang at Calvary Baptist at the Cross, an Isaac Watts song, written in the 1600s, uh, they would not allow that song in a church service because it was contemporary. 
So let's don't get the word contemporary and a contemporary culture mixed up. Just because a song is contemporary or up to date doesn't make it wrong. But what makes it wrong is when we put, pull the world into our music and we make it look wrong and we have the wrong, wrong feel about it. Uh, just because a song is new does not make it wrong. Over the last three, three weeks, we've, we've studied singing helps us praise. And it does. The right kind of music will get us into a, a state of praise. Uh, singing helps us pray. As we talked about last week, uh, many of the psalms and many of the songs that we sing in church now are nothing but prayers. And today, singing helps us proclaim. As well of, as being a way of praising and praying, Singing also is a way of proclaiming. We touched on this point earlier with regard to horizontal dimension of praise. And that's just a big word to say how we, how we talk to one another, how we use songs to minister to one another. My focus here, however, is on singing as a form of mutual edification. In other words, edifying the saints of God through our singing. The scriptures revealed that the life-giving word of Christ is ministered among the people of God, not only by Bible reading and Bible preaching, but also by singing of psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs. Colossians 3.16, Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. Evidently, this does not mean that the sung word should eclipse the spoken word, or that the singing should replace the public reading of Scripture and preaching and teaching. First Timothy 4.13 says, Till I come, give attendance to reading, to exhortation, to doctrine. It's the foolishness of preaching that God uses to see souls saved. Neither Jesus nor his disciples preached the gospel by singing it. Therefore, the sung word does not rival the spoken word in the church's preaching ministry. But it's designed to function as its handmaid or its complement. Nevertheless, the singing of God's word is vitally important and uniquely powerful form of word ministry. Remember we talked about a few weeks ago how, how the lyric and the music need to work hand in hand. The word ministry. This fact has not always been adequately appreciated. Some people have regarded congregational singing as a little more than a way of getting people's blood pumping so that they might listen more attentively to the reading and preaching of the scripture and 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 that has its value this was not the view of the apostle paul he strongly emphasized the the teaching function of congregational singing for as well as praising and praying we when we sing together we are instructing and exhorting one another 
This is also clear in Ephesians 5.19. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs and singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. That's where Paul tells us we need to address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Are you saying that we need to speak to one another while we're singing? That's what the Bible says. That's what Paul said. Again, in Colossians chapter 3, verses 15 through 17, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be, be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. Singing is vital, vital, vital. But it never does usurp over the preaching and the reading of the Word of God. Such a statement surely makes singing as an integral part to the spiritual life and the health of a church. Singing is just not a, a leg-stretching exercise before and after the sermon. In fact, it should be part of the sermon. Someone asked me, someone asked me one time, what do you think the most important part of a service in is? And my reply to that was, whatever is going on at the moment. Now, of course, everything that we do at Calvary Baptist Church leads up to one thing, and that is the preaching from our pastor, Brother Matt Dibler. And my, how he has, he has brought some of the most wonderful messages. I know in the year, a little over a year I've been there, I mean, he is a man of God. And everything we do should point to that when he opens the Word of God. But that doesn't mean that what's been taking place prior to that is not important. It's the part where we all preach, both to ourselves and to each other. And the fact is, songs are often remembered more than what we say. Music is so vital to the church, and it should work hand in hand with a message from the Word of God. As we will see next week, we've learned that music helps us praise, helps us pray, helps us proclaim, and next week helps us to prepare. Hope today's lesson has been a blessing to you. And thank you for tuning in today, and we trust you have a great rest of your Thursday. May God bless you, and we'll see you Sunday, Lord willing. Have a great day.